Welcome everybody, you're on Mind Your Biz, and we have Dan LeMater of Blue Wind Medical. And uh, Dan, welcome, and tell us all about your product. Uh, and it's revolutionary in the medical field, and it's gonna help a lot of people if they don't already know about it. So tell us all about your product. Well, first off, thanks for having us on. It's a real pleasure to, to be joining you. We have a product that we think is going to change the lives of millions of people who suffer from overactive bladder. A lot of people may not know that there are millions of people who suffer from overactive bladder. And there's a reason for that. It's embarrassing. You're, you're uh, typically, you're worried about being somewhere where you may not be close to a bathroom. You have constant urges where you have to avoid when, uh, uh, when you're traveling. As a consequence, many of these people are silent sufferers. They're embarrassed. They're shut-ins. Because they're shut-ins, they, they may be overweight. They may be depressed. It is a debilitating, irreversible disease. The uh, reality is there's palliative care out there. You can wear diapers. In fact, the adult diaper market is $8 billion. Uh, there's drugs that are available to treat this affliction, but frankly, uh, they just don't work that well. There's, uh, there's medical literature that will show you that in about a year after going on drugs, half the patients drop off the drugs because they're either one, not effective, or two, they can't tolerate some of the side effects. And some of the side effects may not be that benign. Uh, there are side effects that include cognitive impairment and dementia. And so, the market is looking for a solution. Patients need a solution. We think we have one. Now, ironically, we didn't come up with this. The Chinese came up with this a long, long time ago with acupuncture. Somebody figured out that if you stick a needle in somebody's ankle, it has an impact on overactive bladder. And you're probably thinking, well, I failed physiology because how does that happen? There are signals that run up your tibial nerve end up near your sacral place, uh, placex, which is near your bladder. And what modulation does, what neuromodulation does, it disrupts these inappropriate signals that your bladder is sending to the brain that says, I have to void when in fact their bladder is not full. So what we did is we took what the Chinese figured out a long time ago and put it in a form factor that works for patients. So we have a very small implant. In fact, it's uh, three centimeters or about an inch long. It's embedded in a silicone membrane. We do a simple cut down uh, to the ankle to identify the tibial bundle. We suture it directly to the fascia so it won't move. And we close up that incision. We do that under local anesthesia. It takes about 30 minutes in a doctor's office or a surgical center. And then we wait for a couple of weeks for things to settle down because the ankle can swell or be a little sensitive. The patient then controls the therapy because they have an ankle bracelet that they wear typically for 30 to 60 minutes a day. They can do that while they're walking. They can do that while they're on a Zoom call. Uh, they, uh, they can do it at night before bed. They can do it watching TV. The device is constantly interrogating the implant to make sure the patient is getting a therapeutic dose of energy. We now have more than 150 patients 
that have been implanted with our device. We've never had a case where the lead, the implant, has migrated or fractured, which is important because when you're dealing with a affliction like overactive bladder that's not life-threatening, there shouldn't be any significant adverse events. And the good news is we don't have those. So we're in a pivotal study right now, studying the device. We hope to get FDA marketing clearance in 2023. And I have to tell you the last point I'll make here is I think the best referendum on whether or not you are meeting an unmet medical need is the pace of enrollment in a study. And I can just tell you that patients are coming out of the woodwork as they hear about our product. And it's very exciting for us because we're convinced we have a solution now, for those patients. That all sounds great. I mean, this sounds like a big solution, but you did mention there's a lot of companies making a lot of money by not coming up with a solution. So how is that uphill battle when, you know, farmers making money? Uh, you said the diaper business, adult diapers through the roof. Um, nobody really wants a solution if they're making tons of money from it. So how do you come into the game? How do you disrupt it with these huge, you know, billion dollar companies making all this money and advertising and branding and all that? You know, it's a great question. And by the way, I'm a big believer in capitalism. So good on everybody for focusing on it because they are helping patients even with uh, uh, alternatives to this. But at the end of the day, there are four million Americans who are suffering from this disease and already actively seeking treatment. Only 3 million of those are on drugs. The vast, vast majority of patients are what we call the, the Wawa patients, watchful waiting. They're suffering. They have an impaired quality of life. And I can tell you, I've, I've done a lot of medical devices in the past. It's a lot more fun to create a new market um, to be able to meet an unmet medical than trying to go uh, compete with somebody with a Me Too product and just trying to take market share from someone. So we're excited because we think we're going to do something really good for patients. And more importantly, for Blue Wind, we're going to open up a whole segment of the market that is not well served right now. And now, is this for men and women both? Really good question. Uh, the, the reality is our study is for women only right now. And the reason for that is there's two types of incontinence, two things that can uh, make you void when you uh, don't want to necessarily void. The first is called stress incontinence, where there's some physical pressure on the bladder. Men tend to suffer from what's called benign prostatic hyperplasia, as men get older, their prostates get bigger, it presses against the bladder. We cannot do anything about physical yeah, pressure on the, on the bladder. What we're treating is urge incontinence, that inappropriate signal that's being sent to the brain and we're trying to disrupt that with neuromodulation. Uh, the reason the FDA preferred that we had women in our study was because it is more likely we are treating urge incontinence versus stress incontinence. And frankly, to be very fair with you, our gender is not particularly good at filling out diaries. Uh, men, uh, you have to fill out a seven-day diary to create a baseline. Uh, and I can tell you, I've been involved in other studies where when, uh, when men are in a study, 
Uh, they're sitting there filling out the diary in a parking lot, trying to remember what happened to them. So nothing against our gender, uh, but the fact is we're not terrific uh, patients. So we're doing women in the study. We would fully expect, though, that the product will be approved for use in both men and women. Now, I also, I know for a fact there's a lot of women that suffer from this after they give birth. Is this a product that can help them as well? I am not an expert on, uh, on the duration of, of that uh, side effect post-pregnancy. My strong sense is that that tends to be transient and resolves. Um, so if it does resolve, uh, they would not be a candidate for our, our therapy because our therapy is meant to last decades. We have an implant that's designed uh, to last a minimum of 10 years. The battery is external, so it's, it can be recharged. We have women as, as young as 35, 40 years old in our study, and there's nothing else out there that can provide care for people that young who may need decades of, of therapy. So if it's persistent, I'm sure that we could in fact have an impact on some women who are suffering from incontinence post-pregnancy, but it's my strong sense uh, that a lot of those patients do resolve spontaneously mm. over time. And now, how long did it take to, to get this patented? I mean, medical devices, I, I can't imagine, yeah. they gotta be very difficult. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's always interesting to me how many medical devices appear to be uh, overnight 10-year successes. Uh, because we started a long time ago. We started in 2010. It's a pretty arduous path to get a medical device approved, particularly an implantable. We did a pilot study. We had to wait and find out how those patients did. We changed the device. We changed our surgical procedure. Then we started a pivotal study. We're going to end up having somewhere between 150 and, uh, and 200 patients in this pivotal study. We have to follow them for six months just for primary, uh, to, for our primary endpoint to find out if the device works. The FDA will want us to follow them for 12 months to ensure the safety profile. So when you add all that up, that is a very long um, and frankly expensive uh, ton, uh, path to market. And so when you hear about medical device companies getting approved, I think typically you should assume that there's been a minimum of 100 to 150 million dollars of capital that's gone into the company just to get it to the point where they may have FDA approval. Wow, that is some uh, uphill uh, grind. Um, what about for pharmaceuticals? Did well, and to be fair, to be fair, it makes sense. We are this is a medical device. We have to put patient safety first. The people at the FDA love new technology, they'd love to support it, but they also have to make sure that it's safe. And all of what I just described to you is a process by which you make sure that the risk benefit of the of the product is uh, is able to ensure that you can treat a affliction without undue harm to the patient. Now, I find this very interesting. So, I mean, you're out there advocating this new product. It hasn't been approved yet. And I respect that because I think to get a buzz going, to get people educated, it's good to start early, not wait till it's actually out there. 
So what are you doing to get the word out? What is the best way uh, you find uh, getting your medical device uh, into everyone's you know, head at least? Yeah, well, first off, my compliance person would be very upset with me if I didn't remind you and everybody listening that this is still an investigative device and it is not approved uh, or available, widely available. The only way to currently receive our therapy is if you are in fact a patient enrolled in our study. That said, we have found that because overactive bladder is so debilitating and yet there's so many silent sufferers there are an enormous number of, of user groups out there, support groups for overactive bladder. We have targeted some of those groups with a social media campaign to increase the awareness that our device is in an investigation right now. And roughly 15 to 20% of the patients that have been enrolled in our study so far were first identified by social media. We channel those to the urogynecologist and the urologist who are in our study. We make sure we vet them ahead of time so that they, they don't get inundated with a bunch of patients who really aren't candidates for the therapy. But we have found social media profoundly effective in reaching these patients. And what that probably suggests is when we do get FDA marketing clearance, and again, I want to make sure people hear this loud and clear, 2023, we will probably use some uh, method of direct-to-consumer advertising because it is going to draw these patients who are on the background, on the sidelines, wondering what to do into the treatment regimen. Wow. I mean, I always respect uh, new products trying to enter and disrupt and, and just really be a, a solution to what seems is a very big problem. Uh, so I always, you know, I always give a lot of respect to people like you and, and people trying to solve problems. No matter, uh, I mean, it's very expensive, it takes a long time, but it's needed or we'd never have any kind of um, success or breakthroughs in, in solving uh, big medical issues. So, you know, I'm happy to be a part of this. And uh, if there's 14 million people that have this issue, uh, I'm all for it if this thing works. And clearly your studies are, are showing that it does work, right? That it may work. That it let's, may work. Let's be clear. We still don't know the answer. We got to be careful with we're words. we're highly encouraged. <laughs> at, right. And, and we hope, it, we hope in fact, to prove that it is working. And I appreciate those sentiments. I have to tell you, I have an amazing team. And it's very different when you get up in the morning and you think about the faces of the patients you're helping. And you know, there's, there's a lot of great jobs out there and people are very fulfilled. But I have to tell you, if you could read some of the testimonials we're getting unsolicited from patients that will just write in to our group for the first time in five years, I was able to walk with my granddaughter because I'm using your device and I'm not having to worry about where's the nearest bathroom. That kind of life-changing benefit is is really what does motivate our team oh that's great I, I mean i have to wonder about how many people can't take on certain careers because they have this kind of a medical problem uh they might not be able to you know mm. teach for instance because if you have to be in a classroom uh 
consistently. You can't just leave the room constantly. Uh, so I have to imagine how many people are limited with their careers with this issue. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe the effect is actually very profound for, again, many more people than probably any of us would guess. Got it. So where, uh, give us the technical name for this product and where they can get more information. Yeah, uh, the product is called Renovo iStem, R-E-N-O-V-A, Renovo iStem. Uh, we have a website. The website is blueandmedical.com. Uh, that website, there is a tab for patients uh, to uh, that will be directed to, which would allow them to take a simple profile test that would suggest whether or not they could possibly be a candidate for the trial. We would, if someone passes that, we then direct those inquiries to the physicians who are involved in our study. We have 26 sites in four countries recruiting patients as we speak. And so there is a pretty decent chance that if people go to our website and fit the profile, the inclusion uh, profile for being in our study, we may be able to identify a physician nearby who is involved in this study. Wow. Like I said, I commend you for, for trying to come up uh, and coming up with a, a, a solution and a study that can really help, I mean, 14 million people that, that have this uh, issue. Uh, I know it's a lot of work, uh, but it, I think in the end, it'll be worth it if you're really uh, solving some big medical issues. So, you know, I wish you uh, a whole lot of luck, a whole lot of success. And, um, and I hope people that have this issue can, can get educated on this product. Again, I appreciate you letting us come on and talk about this. I'm a big fan of the podcast. So thanks so much and look forward to giving you an update as circumstances. Warm. Definitely. We'd, we'd love to know. Thanks again for letting us mind your biz. Okay. Take care now. Take Bye. care.